Good evening. This is our second uh, mini episode of season four. Um, if you haven't listened to the first one, I recommend you stop now and go back to the other one because we're going to be continuing our book. This is chapter two of uh, Goosebumps, Monster Blood. So let's hit the theme song and we'll get into our book. Here we go. Chapter 2 Trigger raised his head and began to bark, hopping backward on his hind legs with each bark. Startled, Evan's mother spun around, nearly stumbling off the small stoop. Evan gaped in silent horror at the knife. A smile formed on Catherine's face, and she pushed open the screen door with her free hand. She wasn't anything like Evan had pictured. He had pictured a small, frail-looking, white-haired old lady, but Catherine was a large woman, very robust, broad-shouldered, and tall. She wore a peach-colored house dress and had straight black hair, pulled back and tied behind her head in a long ponytail that flowed down the back of her dress. She wore no makeup, and her pale face seemed to disappear under the striking black hair, except for her eyes, which were large and round and steely blue. "'I was slicing beef,' she said in a surprisingly deep voice, waving the blood-stained kitchen knife. She stared at Evan. "'You like beef?' "'Uh, yeah.' He managed to reply, his chest still fluttery from the shock of seeing her appear with a raised knife. Catherine held open the screen door, but neither Evan nor his mother made any move to go inside. He's big, Catherine said to Mrs. Ross. A big boy. Not like his father. I used to call his father Chicken, because he was no bigger than a chicken. She laughed as if she had cracked a funny joke. Mrs. Ross, picking up Evan's suitcase, glanced uncomfortably back at him. Yeah... He's big, she said. Actually, Evan was one of the shortest kids in his class, and no matter how much he ate, he remained as skinny as a spaghetti noodle, as his dad liked to say. You don't have to answer me, Catherine said, stepping aside so that Mrs. Ross could get inside the house with the suitcase. I can't hear you. Her voice was deep, as deep as a man's, and she spoke clearly without the indistinct pronunciation that some deaf people have. Evan followed his mother into the front hallway, Trigger yapping at his heels. Can't you get that dog quiet? His mother snapped. It doesn't matter. She can't hear it, Evan replied, gesturing towards his aunt, who was heading to the kitchen to put down the knife. Catherine returned a few seconds later, her blue eyes locked on Evan, her lips pursed as if she were studying him. So, you like beef? She repeated. He nodded. Good, she said, her expression still serious. I always fixed beef for your father, but he only wanted pie. What kind of pie? Evan asked and then blushed when he remembered Catherine couldn't hear him. So, he's a good boy? Not a troublemaker? Catherine asked Evan's mother. Mrs. Ross nodded, looking at Evan. 
Where shall we put his suitcase, she asked. I can tell by looking he's a good boy, Catherine said. She reached out and grabbed Evan's face, her big hand holding him under the chin, her eyes examining him closely. Good looking boy, she said, giving his chin a hard squeeze. He likes the girls? Still holding his chin, she lowered her face to his. You've got a girlfriend? she asked, her pale face right above his, so close he could smell her breath, which was sour. Evan took a step back, an embarrassed grin crossing his face. N no, not really. Yes? Catherine cried, belling in his ear. Yes? I knew it! She laughed heartily, turning her gaze to Evan's mother. The suitcase, Mrs. Ross asked, picking up the bag. He likes the girls, huh? Catherine repeated, still chuckling. I could tell. Just like his father, his father always liked the girls. Evan turned desperately to his mother. Mom... I can't stay here, he said, whispering, even though he knew Catherine couldn't hear. Please, don't make me. Hush, his mother replied, also whispering. She'll leave you alone, I promise. She's just trying to be friendly. He likes the girls, Catherine repeated, leering at him with her cold blue eyes, again lowering her face close to Evan's. Mom, her breath smells like triggers, Evan exclaimed miserably. Evan, Mrs. Rose shouted angrily, stop it. I expect you to cooperate. I'm going to bake you a pie, Catherine said, tugging at her black ponytail with one of her huge hands. Would you like to roll out the dough? I'll bet you would. What did your father tell you about me, Evan? She winked at Mrs. Ross. Did he tell you I was a scary old witch? No, Evan protested, looking at his mother. Well, I am, Catherine declared, and once again burst into her deep-throated laugh. Trigger took this moment to begin barking ferociously and jumping on Evan's great aunt. She glared down at the dog, her eyes narrowing, her expression becoming stern. Look out, or we'll put you in the pie, doggy! she exclaimed. Trigger barked even harder, darting boldly toward the tall, hovering woman, then quickly retreating, his stub of a tail whipping back and forth in a frenzy. We'll put him in the pie, won't we, Evan? Catherine repeated, putting a big hand on Evan's shoulder and squeezing it until Evan flinched in pain. Mom, he pleaded when his aunt finally let go, smiling, made her way to the kitchen. Mom, please. It's just her sense of humor, Evan, Mrs. Ross said uncertainly. She means well, really. She's going to bake you a pie. But I don't want pie, Evan wailed. I don't like it here, Mom. She hurt me. She squeezed my shoulders so hard. Evan, I'm sure she didn't mean to. She's just trying to joke with you. She wants you to like her. Give her a chance, okay? Evan started to protest, but thought better of it. I'm counting on you, his mother continued, turning her eyes to the kitchen. They could both see Catherine at the counter, her broad back to them, hacking away at something with the big kitchen knife. But she's... Weird, Evan protested. Listen, Evan, I understand how you're feeling, his mother said. But you won't have to spend all your time with her. There are a lot of kids in this neighborhood. Take Trigger for a walk. I'll bet you make some friends your age. She's an old woman, Evan. She won't want you hanging around all the time. I guess, Evan muttered. His mother bent down suddenly and gave him a hug, pressing her cheek against his. The hug he knew was supposed to cheer him up, but it only made him feel worse. I'm counting on you, his mother repeated in his ear. Evan decided to try to be braver about this. I'll help you carry the suitcase up to my room, he said. They carried it up the narrow staircase. 
His room was actually a study. The walls were lined with bookshelves filled with hardcover books. A large mahogany desk stood in the center of the room. A narrow cot had been made up under the single curtained window. The window faced out onto the backyard. A long green rectangle with the gray shingled garage to the left, a tall picket fence to the right. A small fenced-in area stretched across the back of the yard. It looked like some sort of dog run. The room smelled musty. The sharp aroma of mothballs invaded Evan's nose. Trigger sneezed. He rolled onto his back, his legs racing in the air. Trigger can't stand this place either, Evan thought, but he kept his thought to himself. Smiling bravely at his mother, who quickly unpacked his suitcase, nervously checking her watch. I'm late. Don't want to miss my plane, she said. Gave him another hug, longer this time. Then she took out a $10 bill from her pocketbook and stuffed it into his shirt pocket. Buy yourself a treat. Be good. I'll hurry back as fast as I can. Okay, bye, he said, his chest feeling fluttery, his throat dry as cotton. The smell of her perfume momentarily drowned out the mothballs. He didn't want her to leave. He had such a bad feeling. You're just scared, he scolded himself. I'll call you from Atlanta, she shouted as she disappeared down the stairs to say goodbye to Catherine. Her perfume disappeared. The mothballs returned. Trigger uttered a low, sad howl as if he knew what was happening, as if he knew they were being abandoned here in this strange house with the strange old woman. Evan picked Trigger up and nose-kissed his cold black nose. Putting the dog back down on the worn carpet, he made his way to the window. He stood there for a while, one hand holding the curtains aside, staring down at the small green yard, trying to calm the fluttering in his chest. After a few minutes, he heard his mother's car back down the gravel drive. Then he heard it roll away. When he could no longer hear it, he sighed and plopped down on the cot. It's just you and me now, Trigger, he said glumly. Trigger was busily sniffing behind the door. Evan stared up at the walls of old books. What am I going to do here all day, he asked himself, propping his head in his hands. No Nintendo, no computer. He hadn't even seen a TV in his great aunt's small living room. What am I going to do? Sighing again, he picked himself up and walked along the bookshelves, his eyes scanning the titles. There were lots of science books and textbooks he saw, books on biology and astronomy, ancient Egypt, chemistry texts, and medical books. Several shelves were filled with dusty yellowed books. Maybe Catherine's husband, Evan's great-uncle, had been some sort of scientist. Nothing here for me to read, he thought glumly. He pulled open the closet door. Oh! He cried out as something leapt out at him. Help! Please, help! Everything went black. Help! I can't see! Evan screamed. Alright, man, there it is. Chapter 2 of our book, uh, with Goosebumps, Monster Blood. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying this. I got a lot of good feedback from the first episode, so this is going to be something we'll be keep uh, we'll keep doing for a while um, until the book's finished. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, this is a lot of fun to do. It's a cool new project, and uh, this will be in between our regular podcast episodes. So if you want to check those out, you can always go to soundcloud.com slash okay. Check us out on iTunes. I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash okay. Um I sell merchandise at cafepress.com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. And you can also email me at justokpod at gmail.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter at justokpod. And uh, that's our show. So have yourselves a week, and I will catch you guys next time.